Hi, everybody, and welcome to... Wait, hold on. Three, Hi, everybody, welcome to VHS Playback. Uh, we I'm are a podcast. Host, uh, and, uh, My name uh, is Cordelia Grimm, and I am one of the podcast hosts. I'm Rob Cousinot. <laughs> Cordelia Grimm. Uh, uh, Tom, Tom Bestie already gave his, uh, and I'm Joshua P. Chocula. That's how I'm going to go. Oh, for no. <laughs> Oh, are we doing? Are we doing? Are we doing? <laughs> Matt, Matt, are we do doing Matt Groening do? style Halloween names? Do you guys want to do that? I'd be all right with that. It. I'm a uh, Robin Graves cousin. Oh. Okay, maybe we shouldn't do this. Let's just move on with the show. <laughs> <laughs> Cordelia Graham is staying, and then Tom's up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Cordelia Graham. Tom, invite Tom. Please invite me to your bonfire, bestie. <laughs> oh God, I'm a terrible bestie. <laughs> I dropped the ball. I dropped the ball. I was gonna go Tom Stone Bestie, like Tombstone, but it doesn't work. It doesn't work. No, um, no, that's fine. Yeah, that's just cool. Try it again. I'm gonna, I'm gonna really quick try it again. Tom Stone Bestie. Yeah, yeah. Um, Tombstone Bestie. Tombstone Bestie is a really good cowboy name for you. I'm gonna do this uh, cayenne Wait, lemon are, juice hot shot real quick before we get into this. Let's see how this sounds for Josh later. We're already into it, Rob. We are. Does it got ginger in it or anything, or just a uh, cayenne? Ginger, it's just a hell drink, from what I can tell. It's ginger and it's lemon it's juice. It's a hell drink. And it's just a terrible looking <laughs> cayenne pepper. <laughs> and so, oh, good, good, good. Ooh, You're right, going to feel gonna, really warm in a second. Like, really it's gonna warm help with everywhere. The, uh, it's going to help with my instrument, my voice. So, we'll, we'll, it'll help me sound a little bit better. Is that what you call it? Yeah, has, I thought you were. Yeah, helped you to cross I thought you were naming something times. else. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> my, my, there was a little bit of cayenne look at the bottom there. My instrument. Um, my so, instrument. I. Uh, how is everybody doing? How are we doing, guys? Welcome. It's the fall. It's, it's the best season of the year. It's a little bit uh, of um, a lesser Cold, version spooky. of it, as everything is in 2020. But things are good in the fall usually, right? How's everybody doing? Has anybody um, been uh, watching anything or doing Let me anything? Answer, Rob. Oh God. <laughs> ah, all right. <laughs> I'm doing fine. I'm doing fine. Yeah. God, I, uh, I heard there's gonna be frost tonight. So I no, mean, really? like, I, I I try to put my I try to set my uh, heater up or whatever. Or my uh, you know my you know my heat in the furnace? house. You know what do they call that? Thank you, a furnace. Yeah. Got it. Wait, what do you gotta I do? Mean, I don't gotta. I mean, like you know, uh, I've got to get my humidifier all like you know uh, in line and everything. I turn it on and you know and then you know we. Use the use the you know the you know thing on the wall that you know you know dictate dictates and measures the temperature of the uh, domicile that um, said heater is inside. The thing dads are always yeah. yelling about when we were kids. The old thermostat. Yeah, I don't understand what happened. Do uh, <laughs> you think it's an economical thing? Like, do you feel it's know, like my, a money, like a money issue or whatever? My dad never yelled about the thermostat, but I also grew up in a house that didn't have AC. Really? Yeah, he never yelled out there. Oh. But what he did do, but what he did yell about was literally everything else. <laughs> anything else. <laughs> anything else that happened. Anything that happened in the cousin household growing up involved screaming. So that was the standard. Were you guys allowed to hold the remote? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. When we could oh, find okay. it or when it worked, which was infrequently. Uh, <laughs> Got it. Mm. Uh, it, it was dependent. It was dependent on if, if somebody else was watching a show at the time, uh, because that was like oh. a, a sacred, you do not speak to me. 
uh, right. distinct memories of having people doing a genuine talk to the hand, hand in my face yeah. as, as I was like, hey, the dog just threw up on the floor and then just, no, no. <laughs> You I'm, know watching, <laughs> I'm watching Crocodile Hunter, and who knows what's going to happen this time. And guess what? Spoiler alert, right. there's a twist ending. Oh, not um, soon enough. You know, what, uh, you know what I was doing today is I was, because it's fall, I was walking, and I like to walk the dogs a little bit longer in the fall, and I was out walking the dogs today, and I saw in um, our apartment complex, we have those like green, um, power boxes do you guys know what i'm talking about like the, the, you'll see these like big green boxes that are on the ground that have like a hand on them with a lightning bolt on it that say don't touch and they're like uh they're covering some kind of like a power element that's like part of the apartment complex wow. so you touched it so when we yeah, were kids i grew up in low-income housing <laughs> in Sterling Heights, and i specifically I like had this, this memory already come flying back that all the kids would hang out on the power box. That was like what we did. Uh, we would sit on it, we would climb on it. And specifically when we played tag, we used to have a goal in tag. Did you guys play tag with goal? No. Like goal, goal, no. goal was like a thing. Like if everybody's playing tag, you could run up and touch the goal. And the person who's tagging you has to like walk a certain amount of feet away and count to 10 before they're allowed to move again. Oh, um, okay. So the game was literally for us as children to smack our hands into a thing that was clearly labeled not for us to touch. And that kind of popped in my head, and I was just thinking about like how fucking incredibly stupid that is that we were doing that as children, <laughs> and the complete lack of parental supervision when they were like, no, no adult was ever like, hey kids, stop punching and climbing on that thing that that powers the entire fucking apartment complex. We could play gold tag as a podcast show. <laughs> you guys ever played tag? I'm did way into guys, that. Did you guys play yeah, I remember freeze tag. Wait, what is freeze oh, tag? Sorry, go ahead, go ahead. I don't, no, no, what freeze is freeze tag? tag? I actually don't know freeze, freeze tag. tag. Freeze tag, you tag somebody and they freeze. And of course, the person who is it, is their goal was to freeze everybody, I believe. And then to unfreeze a participant was to crawl between their legs. If, of course, you weren't frozen. And then you could unfreeze them that way. I, I don't do know where that. the game went. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't know how one, because you know, like, uh, I forget how one doesn't become it to therefore, you know, like, you know, pass it on to somebody else. You know what I mean? I don't know. I have no idea. Yeah. How do you, how do you assign who it is? My favorite game was smear the queer. Cause man, did I get laid out and man, were they accurate. <laughs> yeah. How did that yeah. game work? Man, like, I felt like I won every time. <laughs> like, I, guys, I, no, I, it's true. <laughs> As, I, as far as I remember, the rules are someone would throw me a ball and then everyone would beat the shit out of me. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, that game. Hi, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah the, rules, the rules were if everybody throws the ball at you, if you catch it or not, they're all going to harm you immediately afterwards. <laughs> I remember uh, in Fraser, and Fra once we moved to Fraser, because Josh, that was in the townhouses. I think that was, you were like a baby when we moved out of the townhouses. You probably have like no recollection of the townhouses but when we moved to Fraser, all the cool kids in the neighborhood when i was like six to tenth grade would all like get together all the older kids would play flashlight tag and that is a game i never got to play because i was never old enough to play it and nor do i understand how it works in the slightest it sounds super fun though i mean i don't yeah, know the rules i've never played it but yeah let's do it guys that's our second game we're gonna play yeah, it we, gotta, we gotta try oh, flashlight we, tag let's do podcast olympics i'm down for that how do we do that uh, well, we we do a series of events, and whoever is the best 
I don't know. We get like a trophy or something, gold medals. Um, we could do like potato sack racing, three legs. I could say I'm doing that right now. I'm potato sack <laughs> racing right now and juggling. I mean, oh, it's shit. obviously it would obviously oh, have shit. to be a game of wits and of uh, of uh, 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 well wits, which I don't have. What so I can't this? think of another word that's Brian? synonymous with wits. So. Well, but, um, I mean, it seems like it would be a challenge for me to uh, just create a bunch of Foley work to make it sound like all of these events were occurring. That would be the Olympics for, for my side, would be like, how do I make it sound like Tom is in a potato sack and racing? I just can't wait for the day when Tom is unicycling for the length of an entire podcast. I think lots of boing like boing, boing, boing. I, I fucked with a pogo stick once when I was a kid, and... Um, couldn't do it. I don't think anybody can. Yeah, I don't think I've ever seen anybody just like rip it on a fucking bogo <laughs> stick. That's never been like a thing I've seen in my life. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yeah, no, I've only seen people fall over desperately trying to stand up at it. Do you guys remember there was a toy that came out when we were kids that was a ball with like a platform around it? So it looked like yep. this, the Saturn planet was like a pogo stick, but you literally just like hold it between your it feet called? and jump yeah, yeah, on yeah. it. Oh, I'm going to look it up called? right now. Yeah, I do. I do remember this. Moon something? No. Uh, I have a story about a scene on TV um, toy I bought. It was a throw-yo, and it was a frisbee with a string on it. So when you threw it, you could just pull the string like a yo-yo, and then it would just zoom back in the opposite direction. I actually got really pretty good at it. Yeah, I, I could like keep it going for like about like a dozen times. It was, That's it was awesome. Kind of neat. So it, it functioned like a yo-yo. It was like, was like you know, it, it was like a, a ten feet or longer. I mean, you, oh, really? you had a, okay. it was just like a, there was a strategy to it. But I mean, yeah, you could just like pull a string and just like a yo-yo. It was, it was awesome. I don't know. The throw yo, the throw yo. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, devil sticks. Yeah, which I think we're finally at an age now where they're going to stop showing up at relevant protests for any social cause. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> the throw-yo throw, throw is both like an impressive feat and it's a little bit depressing because it's like it's like frisbee for one you know what I mean? yeah exactly <laughs> oh <my childhood>. yeah. <laughs> it's called the pogo yeah, ball like by the way uh, no, that's ball. not it oh, I thought it, no well, so, so in my head it was called skip it but skip it is something totally different yeah the skip it, skip it was, was uh uh, you put it around your foot like a like a cartoon ball and chain sort yeah. of situation, and then spun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And if you're me, you uh, you get two hops over it, then you annihilate whichever shin it's not on with it one time, and you're fucking over it. <laughs> <laughs> That's oh, my I experience love young with Skipper. Fat Rob stories. I love young Fat Rob stories. One so time, I I remember so one time. <laughs> one time we talked to my parents to get in the big wheel car wash. You guys remember the big oh, wheel car wash? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wanted it, was, it so bad. Yeah, it was basically like uh, it was basically like the, one of those cool water slides where you go under like a fucking uh, half moon of um, sprinklers, except for there was no water slide. And I was so fat that I was embarrassed to uh, pop the top and like take the big wheel car wash. So what I decided to do was open a business where I could charge kids a nickel to clean their big wheel. <laughs> And I got zero company, customers, and it was my first failed business. I'm telling you right now, it won't be my last. You hear that, Rossick? I'm coming for you. <laughs> <laughs> but, Rob, 
that was kind of like a hula hoop, right? That's all it was. It yeah, it was like half, like half, half a hula hoop cut in half that you yeah, yeah. put somebody punch holes in and jammed a hose up to. It was totally like the right, lamest right. part of um, the uh, crocodile mile uh, water slide. Uh, <laughs> I uh, I may cut this just in case this is something that's completely untrue, but cousin off family legend. Nope. Uh, cousin off family legend. I remember uh, mom telling me that you got in trouble and she got called because you were peeing on kids' cars from behind the the. Oh yeah, yeah. So when I was a kid, supposedly no, it wasn't kids' cars. So there was this guy who was like super cool, and he had like a Firebird. And I don't know if this is true or not either, but he had like a Thunderbird or a Firebird. I remember him being Ralph Macchio. I don't know how true that yeah. is, but I remember him being Ralph Macchio basically. And he had like a cool jacket on. He was cleaning his car when he was washing his car. I wanted to hang out with the cool older guy, so I went over and I pissed all over the side of his car to help him wash it. me. <laughs> and to this day, it's oh, how I wash my, my car. Yeah, that is, that is supposedly true. I mean, who knows how true it is, but yeah, we've got a lot of a story that's gone around uh, a long time. <laughs> we've got we got a lot of that in our family, which is why I continue to bring up this segment. A lot of uh, uh, hyperbole. It's fun for a laugh, but genuinely leaves us at a point where we're like, I, I'm not really sure if it's true or not. Let's bring it out of the podcast. Let's try this one out. See see if there's some truth behind it that we can. Uh, we can finesse out of the situation. Hey, Josh, while we were talking about weird cousin stuff, so a few episodes ago, you brought up, um, you went to a thrift store and you found like five or six VHS tapes that had like some random Detroit legend um, performer on them and they gave them to you for free. Whatever happened with that story? Did you did you return them? Did you go back? Have you made copies? Uh, well, eight foot eight foot Elvis. Yes, eight foot Elvis. I can't. Eight foot Elvis. Yeah, I did digitize the uh, five tapes that I have. I am unfortunately. <laughs> uh at this moment looking at those same five tapes okay i'm gonna i'm gonna get up the gumption at some point to drive over before that store opens and just leave them in like a gift bag in front of the door that says sorry comma thank you comma you have no way of finding me or something to that effect (laughs) (laughs) you know i've i've had like dozens of listeners hitting me up on my social media asking me about like the conclusion to this story so i thought i'd just bring it up on the show over here i mean i think the the uh conclusion to this story is going to be i'm going to wake up in a night terror in which an eight foot elvis is standing above my bed (laughs) it does sound like a creepy pasta story Singing, yeah, it's like yeah. illuminated <laughs> from yeah. underneath, uh, singing some sort of uh, what's a good like? I, I'm trying to think of a good Elvis song that's a, a that sounds haunting enough. Oh, Return to Sender. Return to Sender. <laughs> yeah. Right? Is that too on spot or on the nose? I'm I'm so impressed that you knew an Elvis song that wasn't like the three ones everyone knows. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, Hound Dog, yeah, whatever. Hey, you know what? I'm just that cool. <laughs> I mean, I, I was genuinely impressed. I wasn't even like a facetious thing. I was genuinely impressed. <laughs> I appreciate uh, it, Rob. Thank you. Um, so I guess the answer is the story uh, continues until Josh actually makes the effort to return the tapes. Yeah. Uh, and COVID-19 continues until then, I assume. But Josh has digitized <laughs> tapes. So what we can do for the listeners, if Josh is up to it, is he can pull some stills uh, and screen grabs out of the tapes and post some of them on the Instagram. I could do that, yes. <laughs> That'd be great. Josh, what is our Instagram handle? Uh, it is VHS Playback. VHS Playback. So, I mean, 
at sign VHS playback, right? Or not yep. at sign. Okay, it's at sign. Yeah, sign. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think yeah. that's cool. Yeah, I think I, I can that. remember that. Thank you. I love hearing you say at sign. Listen, um, <laughs> at sign. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, so I wanted to talk about some weird shit because it's October, and I was gonna have us oh. all talk about. I wanted to bring up like. Oh yeah. So Tom, Tom, obviously you love the outdoors. We all love the outdoors within reason here. Tom is probably the most. Northern Michigan. Oh, yeah. Is such a weird place that it's like both a super beautiful, serene place to go and. The second I get out in the middle of nowhere in northern Michigan, all I think about is the fact that there's something horrifying out in those woods. And that's what I think about. Oh, yeah. So I wanted to ask you guys if you knew of anything weird in northern Michigan. And if you're running a little dry, don't worry. I looked up a bunch of shit. But I'm just curious if you guys have any weird occurrence stories or anything that you've heard about in northern Michigan or legends you want to talk about. Well, um, when uh, I was at the Pictured Rocks, allegedly while I was there, um, somebody, the police were called or the ranger, who, the authorities were called because somebody wit, was saying that they witnessed somebody cutting off their arm Jesus. or cutting off their hand. Um, but then, um, they found the individual that was described and there was, there was no such thing going on like that. So I don't know. That's kind of what do you think? What do you think they saw? That's so weird. Fucking weird. Yeah, yeah. It makes it weirder I, I, that they I don't found know. the guy well, who was just like two hands. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I guess they exactly. were. I, I forget this. You know, I hate, I hate to, I hate to paraphrase or I hate to, you know, whatever the story. And have said something about how they were emotionally distressed and maybe they're threatening to cut their arm off or something. I don't know. So, could you imagine how fucking uh, emotionally distressed they have to be? Like, I'm taking this fucking hand off. Yeah, right, right, right. I can. You're like one more fucking time, and I'm taking this hand. You say one more time that we're not getting on that glass bottom boat uh, at the pictured rocks. I'm taking this fucking hand. And maybe it's because one of who our dad was, but I, that sounds like a very dad thing to say, like, does, like yeah. a, a dad to a family. Yeah, I'm taking this fucking hand off. I swear to God, if you don't get out of the fucking Tequamadon Fall, I'm taking this hand right off. <laughs> One more name tattoo, and I'm taking my fucking hand off. <laughs> I kind of, I kind of like wanted to channel our, our resident um, cryptoid uh, experts' opinion on some of these, uh, Cordelia. Um, Ooh. Um, so I, I, so it, I was like, we, Michigan's weird, and I was like thinking about weird shit, so I searched it. And did you guys know that Michigan has a uh, plethora of its own cryptoids? Uh, the dog man is one of the ones I was going to talk about. I know um, we have like our own Nessie version, like in uh, I forget, like in fuck, I don't remember. It's just name. it's just Professor pressy. Grimm. Do tell what? <laughs> it's just pressy. They just changed Nessie to pressy. Is that what it is? Yeah, yeah. that's right. It's yeah. supposed to live yeah. out out by like Lake. It's the Lake Lilala Monster is the other name of it. It's pressy, uh, which is a Lake oh. Superior creature uh, named such as the Spose sightings. That occurred uh, near the mouth of the Presque Isle River. So that was Pressy. Pressy was one of them. But my favorite one that stuck out to me was, um, hold on one second so I can find it. it yeah, those so are the only two that I know of. Good. When I get when to it. Pressy, I was imagining like a Loch Ness Monster, but in like a news hat, old fashioned style, holding up its little <laughs> flippy notebook. <laughs> Going up to interview you hey, with John. that, that uh, mid-Atlantic accent. <laughs> 
Uh, <laughs> Josh, I, I kind of interpreted it a little different. I pictured it to be just really prissy, like really feminine and big creatures. <laughs> <laughs> like a miniskirt or something and heels. <laughs> so I'm going to start with my favorite one, which is the giant squirrel of Amble, Michigan. What? <laughs> Whoa. So somewhere in Montcalm County, um, is the town of Amble, Michigan, right? Uh, it's literally like, there's like fucking 17 people that live in this place. It's basically like a church, a cemetery, and a bar. And there's a legend Love of a squirrel it. that is so big, it towers over Amble's <laughs> tallest hills. <laughs> what? And it's, it makes that like squirrel chittering that echoes so loud that it, that, that yeah, it hurts yeah. your ears and goes to the canyons. <laughs> and you can only see the squirrel at night. <laughs> Um, um, and the locals um, who have all claimed to see it have been just shit face drunk when they see it. Okay, <laughs> that's the only time it's comfortable with coming um, out. Supposedly, uh, it's like super dark sky where there's like a thin moon because it thinks it's a giant nut in the sky, and the squirrel comes out because it loves nuts. And that's basically uh, what uh, <laughs> people have explained it as. Uh, there was a um, there was a description of it, and this is from a quote in the paper, which I did find, where it says, uh, "Which a man described it as being the size of Grandpa Ferd's seventy-two Buick." What? <laughs> so what that's a unit of measurement we all are aware of. <laughs> what I love so much about Amble, Michigan, is that there's so few people in it that he's like. Yeah, I'll see Graham, Grandpa Ferd's uh, 72 Buick. Everybody, that big. everybody knows. <laughs> um, so that was one of my favorites. Uh, the next one I wanted to talk to you guys about, which is, and, and by the way, I'm just like off the cuff, so I'm probably getting some of this wrong. So please fucking fact check me, uh, listeners, if I'm wrong. Um, another one was... Uh, and Josh, please plug our email address. <laughs> yeah, Josh. Uh, uh, that's vhsplaybackpodcast at gmail.com. Let us know that we're wrong. <laughs> We like being wrong. We're, we're wrong quite often. Um, let, let me know that Rob's wrong. Um, so, Speak for yourselves. Elgin uh, County uh, is a part of Michigan that I, I don't know that I've ever been to. Um, yeah, I'm not it's, I think it's by Holland, Michigan. I think it's where oh. Holland, Michigan is because it's a county, obviously. But um, there's uh, the melon head. I always thought it was pronounced Holand. Is it? Are you fucking? I can't tell if you're fucking with me. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I, I think it's Holland. Um, Holland? But there's uh, the melon heads of Elgin County. Um, these are uh, four foot tall, bulbous headed humanoids that are running around the woods <laughs> near uh, Holland's felt mansion. Uh, it's like an island um, of Dr. Moreau type deal. <laughs> They're uh, hydro hydrocephalic children. I don't know what that means. Oh, I God. wrote that word down. I was hoping Tom would just know. Tom, uh, one second. I'm thinking. Uh, one second, hydro. That means googling. That's like water on the brain. Uh, hydro and cephalic. It's like a swelling. How do you know that? Did you look that up? Uh, <laughs> I listen to a lot of podcasts. <laughs> um, so I wrote that word down. Uh, am, I, am I correct? Children. Uh, I didn't look it up. <laughs> I'm not cheating oh, no, Tom, today. Tom was uh Tom said he was checking. No, you're um, you're right. You're right. It yeah, hydrocephaly, it's a thing. It's like water on the brain. Yeah, it's like a big like a uh, kids kids who are born from mothers with Zika 
can result in having that. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. That's what I want next. Yeah. So it's, <laughs> so it's like a sad thing. Um, so basically there was this place called the Felt Mansion in Holland, Michigan, or just outside of Holland, Michigan, I can't tell, uh, where supposedly this doctor was mistreating these hydrocephalic children and they killed an ape oh. doctor who mistreated them. Uh, and now they live Ooh. in underground tunnels uh, and occasionally emerge. It got better. Uh, but they've never been photographed. And uh, and uh, apparently they have some cousins in Connecticut, Ohio. <laughs> so that's, that's, awesome. that's kind of what I took out of that one. Yeah, which this was, was amazing. Uh, one of my favorite ones. Um, and then I had like one other one. I'm trying to remember what it was. I have a question to that. Is the mansion abandoned? I have no idea. I'm going to Josh, can you look up and see if the... Oh, um, Felt Mansion still exists in uh, Holland, Michigan? Because or if it ever I existed? Because like I feel like that popped up a few times, like that name, um, like when I was doing some research from our Mackinac Island um, segment that I talked about. Felt Mansion is a uh, currently like active place that you can go for weddings and events. So oh, okay. It's oh, okay. So, so okay. apparently there's a, there's a chance that you might just encounter uh, a some cryptids of your own the melon children or melon what were they I already forgot their names melon, the melon heads, heads. <laughs> yeah. uh, which, which all of that which sounds uh, offensive <laughs> knowing, that also, that, knowing the story uh is that delicious candy <laughs> yes uh i believe so yeah i think um, i think maybe i'll book a wedding there and just have them be my bridal party no i would be awesome i would love it if you it was just you in the middle of like four <laughs> Like you're the center of like a Mighty Ducks yeah. flying V of Melonhead kids. <laughs> or maybe they, have to carry me. Melonhead. Uh, um, maybe they carry me to the stage. I don't oh, know. I would love that. Yeah, you're in one of those like, uh, not like a rickshaw, like but ones that are in the uh, area. Pal- Palanquin? Yeah. Holy shit, Josh. Palanquin? <laughs> Jesus Christ, get off our show, Josh. You Why are you not on a better show? Uh, I'm just here for trivia tonight, guys. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> That's what this is, right? <laughs> so I found all these because I was looking up, because I remember the story of the Paulding Light. Have you guys heard of the Paulding Light? No. Oh, no, I have. I have heard of this. It's uh, Isn't it a, like, uh, a floating, like, light or just, like, um, some sort of mysterious light from a lighthouse somewhere? Like, I don't know. Yeah, no, no, you're right. So, so uh, in in the UP uh, uh, outside of Paulding, Michigan, there's this weird, like, really long dirt road that runs along, like, basically a bunch of fucking like power lines. That um, it's it's like you know there's those long trail roads that are just like, you know, they only fit one car, right? And they just go in the woods right. forever. So you can it, apparently if you sit at the top of this hill and one of the roads off the distance, you'll see a light that looks like it's floating and moving. And it was uh, oh, unexplained yeah. for a really long time, um, but I looked into it. I'm going to ruin the balding light. You guys, spoiler alerts for the balding light. It turns out no, that I'm there's a here. crossroad way off in the distance, and you'll catch the reflection of the headlights um, oh. going across the crossroad, which is why the lights are inconsistent and frequently moving. And sometimes it's there and sometimes it's not, because it depends on traffic oh. on the crossroad off in the distance. But because of the shape of the hill and where it is, there's frequently mist on the road. So it distorts the lights. So it looks like there's something because they, there was some college that went out and like disproved it. But that's how I found all these cryptids was I was looking for um, information on the Paulding Lake. So I was like, I think they solved it, but I'm not sure. Nain Rouge, Nain Rouge is a big Michigan thing, but everybody knows about the Nain Rouge. What yeah. was the reflection? I don't think I said, I said, I think I said the right word. It's not like reflecting. It's like, 
it would like uh, hit the fog and like, like a mirage. Um, yeah, okay, yeah, it would, like, got it. Hit got the it. fog and like look like it's more than two lights, you know? Right. Um, yeah. I don't know what that okay. word would be. Splintering. Air, air is air is denser, you know, when it falls, so it creates a lens effect, and that's what a mirage is. So, yeah. I feel like this so is there, the smartest. Yo. This is the smartest podcast we've ever done, and I'm really proud of us. Don't worry. I'll bring it. I'll bring it. <laughs> yeah. yeah listen. We got a little over the bar here. Wait a second. Uh, what's the next one, Rob? Is it does it sound like a dick joke or I mean something farting or anything? Or um, the only other one I found was actually kind of creepy. It's the Ada Witch. Um, the oh, Ada Witch. Oh, two yeah, words. Yeah, yeah. Not like I ate a witch. But uh, apparently, there's like a, a, a cemetery in Finley uh, in Grand Rapids. Uh, uh, or Findlay Cemetery uh, just outside of Grand Rapids, and it's a little suburb called Ada. Basically, the story is that this dude's wife was like unhappy with him because he was abusive and horrible. And uh, so she slept with another man and then he went and killed her and the man. And uh, apparently she allegedly haunts the cemetery. Uh, she's the white clad witch, they call her. and She haunts the cemetery. Um, and yeah. supposedly if you're in the woods by the cemetery, you'll see her apparition uh, at night. And you can hear her still screaming in rage for what happened to her. Oh, dear. Okay. Tom, isn't that where our old band played? Ada? Or was it Ida? Ida. Yeah, we used to we played a show in Ida. Yeah, yeah. And um, where else? Anyway. The the Ada Witch is actually supposedly part of the inspiration for the Blair Witch story. Uh, Oh, really? Oh, neat. Which I don't know if that's true or not, but, you know, that's what it said on the wiki. Also, I, I literally... Like just fucking remembered all that stuff, so I'm pretty proud of myself. <laughs> no, that's super cool. I I thought I had heard that one. I didn't though. That's I've cool. got a, a cryptid question. Would Paul Bunyan be considered a cryptid? I mean, he's definitely a monster. Think about a man that size. No, no, yeah. he's a gentleman. Absolutely. Well, the babe, the blue ox, absolutely. I mean, not only is it a, a, a male <laughs> a male formed ox, I mean, it's also huge and blue. I mean, it's just you know, like. What are the chances of the biggest yeah. guy finding the biggest socks? Think about that. You got the whole world, right? Yeah. You got, you got one yeah. asshole who's like 30 feet tall, and he just happens to find one 20-foot tall ox. It's crazy the way this world <laughs> works. It's Absolutely. It's magical. I'd even, consider, uh, I'd even consider Uncle Sam to be kind of a monster. I don't know. I think Uncle Sam could be a monster. <laughs> is Uncle Sam, yeah. Does anyone know if Uncle Sam is based off of a real person? Yeah, yeah I do, actually. He's like, yeah, he's I, think, I think he was... It's based on a, a canner, a canner, um, a guy who owned a cannery. I think that's, I believe that's what it is, or the most popular version of it. Like he's canning up like corn and stuff. Yeah, like corn, or like you know, like a he's like a canned goods, you know, producer. Anyway, I don't know that you know. Fact check me. Contact us at www.reuters.com and um, <laughs> or you get a hold of Tom at his phone number, which is. <laughs> Um, so all these legends made me think uh were there any like weird urban legends that you guys knew of when you were kids or not even necessarily directly your house but like something that like you want to talk about at all i feel like we already talked about this on the show but there was like this slide um in fraser and when you drove past it on one of our main roads, like um, you could see the light reflection like go down. But I mean, it was obviously <laughs> a light that was in the park. And, you know, as you drove away, the I don't know light this. would just go down. Oh, yeah, really? I know this. yeah. The story was like some little kid 
had like a hoodie with strings on their hoodie and they like got the hoodie strap stuck and like nobody saved the little oh, kid because they couldn't see him. And so the kid like went down the slide and the hoodie straps got stuck and strangled the kid. They hung themselves on the slide, which by the way, I have researched and it literally like never happened as far as anything is concerned. Because it was a while back <laughs> where I was like obsessed with the idea of like doing a ghost hunting show or something. And uh, I did a lot of research on local legends. And by the way, if you check out most ghost legends, they don't fucking <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, I, I no, it was, was in cool. I mean, elementary school. Uh, it was mentioned on the show, but we never, uh, nobody ever told the story. And I, I did actually okay, yeah. point, like go with a group of people to camp out and watch the slide because mm-hmm. it was like, suppose this is the anniversary of her death, and mm-hmm. if we if we stay here all night, we'll see her. <laughs> yeah, oh my anything? god, uh, I didn't see anything. Didn't, I was of like, course. Yeah, 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 I've seen a ghost. Just forgot about it until this moment. Yep, totally. I've seen a <laughs> proof of uh, uh, the afterlife, and it was, and it meant nothing to me. <laughs> no, but, like, no, it was only effective like when you drove past it because like yeah. the light was moving, like when yeah. your car was moving. <laughs> yeah, no, totally. That's what it was. I did, I did the same thing with a group like we went and like yeah got it out the one the one thing that we did when i was younger was uh, i broke into um eloise when i was younger oh did you oh, wow. yeah which was super yeah, I know. scary yeah, uh, yeah i also i also broke into the traverse city mental hospital before they knocked that down that was like just felt really oh. dangerous and we left right away like we went into the bottom and like it was just like big metal like um support beams <laughs> hanging down and because I, I went up there like I think I went up to the year before they demolished it and we walked into the main room and you could like literally hear that the building wasn't stable. And we were like, you know, oh, we're not playing this oh game. We just laughed. So like that was it. But, but the yellowies thing was cool because like when I broke in there, it was. Time out, Rob. Explain what it is for the listeners. Oh yeah. So Eloise was, um, well, first it was a tuberculosis clinic that was built uh, before they really knew how to treat tuberculosis. So the way they would treat tuberculosis was by taking sick people and it would put them in an open air, like rooftop and let them cough the virus out of their lungs by, by like putting them outside when they were cold, which was obviously killing a lot of the folks that had TB that were being treated there. Um, um, and, it, and it was a big fire there and it fucked it all up, but they had made enough money to rebuild. And so they, instead of building it back as a TB clinic, they built it as one of the first, if not the first, I can't remember, you know, insane asylums or mental health facilities in, in the country. And it was in Michigan. It was huge. They built this massive, um, and so I'll just say insane asylum because that's what it was called at the time. They built this massive insane asylum and they uh, made it so large that the only way it could function was if it basically had its own power um, generator building and it had like fields where they grew crops, where some of the patients tended to that. It had underground tunnels and then living spaces for the doctors and nurses. So it was basically a city upon itself. Yeah. And they had a tunnel system. And also, so it was two kinds of folks in there. There's people who like were wealthy and they would go into one part of it and they like needed a break where they were having, you know, senior fits or all the shit that they were misdiagnosing back in the day or whatever else, dementia, agitation was a word they would use all the time. And then there was an area for the criminally insane there that they would like kind of tuck away. And if nobody claimed the bodies, there's two cemeteries at Eloise, right? There's the one that still exists that is labeled where they put the bodies. And then there's one back in the woods behind where Eloise used to stand, where they would just carve a number onto a cement block that they would drop your body into and bury it and then mark it with a small number. And the woods have overgrown and got rid of all the markers. 
So, so the only way oh, well, to track yeah, the bodies yeah. was in files that have long since been lost that match the numbers of the bodies, right? So somewhere out in like Livonia area where this still stands, there is that like unmarked cemetery out in the woods. I think there's like a fucking Walmart or something right by it. Satar and I like drove over there not that long ago. And then some of Eloise became like repurposed structures. Like um, the main big hospital really? was being cleaned. Oh, yeah, I didn't yeah. know that. So uh, my partner, Satara, works at Wayne Metro Community Action Agency, which is a nonprofit. And they have like a small thing set up on one of the pieces of property that used to be really? Eloise. I mean, there's like businesses there. There's like a fucking coffee shop and a gas station. where uh, Eloise was huge. This was like, yeah. was, like four yeah, square yeah. miles. Uh, but some of the tunnels are still there. Uh, the old like main entrance to the uh, like hospital area was still there. Um, you could like drive around it still. Um, but that's currently being repurposed and rebuilt. Um, but it's that's cool. crazy. But Eloise was something I was like obsessed with when I was like, uh, you know, in high school. And then a little bit afterwards, it's such a absolutely fascinating place and a horrifying place. I, I, I wonder, you know, you might be, you might be, uh, you might know about this, but um, I wonder if there's any remnants of um, the Kellogg um, sanatorium. Um, oh, I don't know. Yeah, that would be in a that that'd be kind of interesting. Battle Creek, Battle Creek, there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, I didn't know they had their own sanatorium. Oh, it's I'm fascinating. Just, just a big fan of Road to Wellsville. I don't know if any of you've seen that, but uh, Road to Wellsville uh, is great. Matthew. Yeah. Oh yeah. I've Andy Hopkins, greatest role ever, I think. Yeah, dress. It's kind of like Jurassic Park, yeah. but it takes place, and the story um, and the characters mm-hmm. are completely different. And it's uh oh yeah, it sounds just uh, like it. Yeah, and uh, Matthew Broderick, and uh, I, I mentioned him. He's from uh, Matthew Broderick Godzilla. is from um, Godzilla, and I don't I don't think anything else. I never heard of Glory. Oh, that's oh, you never you, you never heard of Glory for real? Are you kidding? <laughs> oh, I'm fucking, I'm fucking with you. <laughs> Glory. Yeah, I just rewatched Glory with Satara literally today. It was it's great. It's so uh, it's a good it's, it's a good flick. It, uh, Denzel Washington is unreal <laughs> in that movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah legit like legit um, fucking um, rodney dangerfield fucking oh yeah, great blew my mind yeah real quick I, i'm piecing together on this podcast that i had a a, a supernatural experience at a at an asylum oh, shit. stop it. <laughs> because Did i was, forget about it like sort of i didn't know it was an was, asylum i i looked it up you uh, so the place was at uh it was called Grand Traverse Commons, which is in Traverse City, Michigan. And I remember it was like a, a super scary place in general. And they had just been opening it up uh, with different shops. And they were repurposing part of it into apartments. And like, I had went out that way because there's a really good coffee company uh, that's over in that area. Higher Grounds, Higher Grounds Trading Company. Oh, yeah, like, kills it. They do, they do tons of like all of their coffees, like part of it's donated to charity. So I was super excited to go over there and visit. And then, and then they were like having a little market, like pop-up market at this place. Uh, and it was a genuine, like old fucking looming hospital building with that old style of architecture. Uh, and parts of it had been changed to be like, there was a restaurant in it and there were little shops set up in one section. And then other parts were just unchanged. They're going to get to it later. And I remember being generally creeped out by it. And I walked into the bathroom of the one uh, of the one area that I was in. And it was like eerie, beyond eerie. It felt like an old middle school bathroom sort of thing. And it was like, 
that you could tell all of the fixtures were the original, all of the, the like all of the, the sinks cool. and setup was the original. And I sat there and because I like to tempt fate, looked at the mirror and was like, all right, so if there's any ghosts in here, if there's any spirits or anything, I'm chill. Like, I'm cool. You can talk to me. Just let me know. And I like didn't hear anything started to wash my hands and like as i turned on the sink the lights went out entirely in the bathroom the vet like power just no. shut off <laughs> and then I love it. Back on. and i was like all right cool like that wasn't if you <laughs> if you want to talk <laughs> like actually say something like all right i get it though <laughs> i'm out <laughs> that's fucking horrifying but uh but yeah, I, I did that and then walked out and, and talked to my girlfriend at the time who was like, that didn't happen. And I was like, all right. <laughs> <Let's> <laughs> that's go. funny. That's, so that's, that's probably part of the same uh, mental hospital that was up there when I went up there. You know what I mean? Because it was another one that was huge. And Tom, just in case you're wondering, um, that hospital in Battle oh, Creek, well. one of the buildings still stands and it is now Percy Jones General oh. Hospital. So oh, it's okay. actually okay. still a hospital today and it does look fucking scary it's like a very big intimidating building really yeah should we know who percy jones is i don't know uh i have no idea who percy jones is okay, it sounds okay. like um, let's look it up um there are several percy jones but one of them happens to be a u.s medical corps officer that's got uh, for this from the spanish-american war and world war one who was um Born. Oh, there's not a lot of info on him. I, Me I and Percy. You. Oh, Percy Jones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. That's the fucking building. No, that's uh, that's the sanitarium right there. I'm looking at a picture of this, a postcard of this. Anyway, yeah, it looks it looks menacing. It's a menacing looking cool. building. I, yeah. I will say as well, the the uh, uh, they offer a Halloween asylum tour at the Grand Traverse Commons facility up there. Uh, I love it. I love an asylum tour. I mean, I, I want to do Eloise last year because um, it was right before they were doing the remodel. It was the last year you could do it. You could make an appointment oh, yeah. to walk through it on Halloween. I did not do it because I was lazy or a piece of shit or something. Oh, so quick. Yeah, yeah, I do. Re I do regret not doing it because I think I think it's been fully yeah. remodeled by now. Unless COVID stopped the remodel, which I guess that would be one positive thing from COVID is that I might still get to go into old Eloise at some point. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I can't I can't do somebody who's um, a haunted house enthusiast, and I and I, I I know I've asked them before, like you know, if there's any like haunted you know um, places to go to, and I guess there's a old sanitarium or sanatorium, you know, um, uh, not too far from, uh, Michigan. I mean, that, that's kind of popular. I'm, I think I'm going off track here, but no, listen, I think you're right on track. Actually, one of the weird things that I found out the other day, cause I was bored, I was pooping and I was on my phone and I was just reading stuff. Uh, there's a shitload of castles in the United States and there's a crazy one in Ohio, like not too far from here. Oh, really? Ravenwood. Yeah. That's, I think that is Ravenwood the one. Ravenwood Castle. Is that in uh, Southern Ohio, like kind of mid Ohio or whatever? Yeah, that's the one. New Plymouth, know. Ohio. Yeah, that is exactly the one. Um, have you been there? Yeah. Yeah. Have we talked about this before? No. No, no. But a, a friend of mine, their sister had went to uh, 
to stay the night there because you could uh, rent it out. You could make reservations and stay the night. Yeah, straight up castle. Yeah. Yeah. One thing that oh. I saw recently on uh, Airbnb is that you can uh, the last blockbuster in America. I can't remember what city it's in, uh, but you can rent it out as an Airbnb right now and spend the night there and then do like a VCR. <laughs> so. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I forget what it's called. <laughs> so cool. I should look it up because it's so cool. Yeah. Uh, I bet they make a killing. I bet they really make a killing doing that. It's just well, that that'd be wild. Would it be wild just to like, you know, make it into a restaurant, but keep the name, you know, like, Oh, let's go to blockbuster to eat or something. I mean, that would kill, I think that would super kill, you know? So it was, uh, it was, it was a blockbuster still, but when uh, COVID hit, it was like going to put them out of business. So they repurposed it and they have this cool setup now where you can like, it's an Airbnb and people can still also rent movies from there. So they're doing, they're they're, they're adapting. It's in, it's in Bend, Oregon. Ah, Okay. Yeah, because I heard oh. there was one that was open in Alaska. So. No, that one. Closed. I don't know if that's true or not. Oh, it did. Okay. Yeah, that one closed. The last one is in Bend, Oregon. That's the last one. Yeah, because they had to send. They had the uh, stuff from John Oliver donated to them. There was like, uh, I think he bought them like Russell Crowe's loincloth from the movie Gladiator. Or something. Really? Yeah, as a as like a tourist thing. Because that was cool that that was the last blockbuster. <laughs> so I'm pretty sure that the uh, one that went out of business sent the loincloth to Bend, Oregon. Huh. Okay. <laughs> oh um, <my> God. <laughs> speaking of loincloths and uh, Russell Crowe, let's talk about some spooky shit. So, what have you guys been watching or uh, reading or listening to anything scary that you'd want to uh, that you that you want to suggest to the listeners? I uh, I watched Real Steel. I wanted to make fun of it because I was like, this is going to be terrible, but I loved it. I enjoyed it so much. It was so fun, but it was awesome. The it fucking so giant robot. robot. Movie? <laughs> yeah, with, with huge Jackman. Yeah, that yeah, was, was shot here. Awesome. Oh, shut up! Really? Yeah, yeah it was, was great. It was, like it was just—I mean, it was a kids' movie for sure, but it was so fun. It was so great. Our friend uh, Peter Carey uh, is the announcer in it. Uh, he's actually—he actually plays the uh, the dickhead uh, guy uh, that uh, Josh uh, Josh's character uh, has interact with action with at the coffee house in our film Future that just came out. <laughs> Oh, okay. <laughs> Which you can rent cool, on, um, cool. you know, Amazon and shit, iTunes, Rent Future. It's uh, it's, it's pretty good. Sorry. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good okay. movie. It was a good movie that, yeah, it's on Amazon right now, but it was a good movie. It's, it, it was a good uh, first film for us. We made it with our friends. It was a really fun experience. We're definitely learning how to make a film, what? and we've definitely done what? learned a lot since then, but it's a pretty good film. No, that's super amazing. Congratulations, friend. Thank so you. happy for you. I'm, gonna find it right now i mean i was i was watching uh the 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 new uh the newer thing um oh the tv show no uh, just the thing but it's like the the newest adaptation of yeah what is the thing (laughs) i haven't seen the new Um, one yet when you said the thing i thought of swamp thing by the way but i'm right i'm with you now (laughs) who's on first like, 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 I mean, no, no, it's like that thing, thing? you know, the thing. Yeah, like the thing from outer space, the thing from outer space, then John Carpenter's the thing, and then the new thing. Yeah, thing. Yeah, the thing. Which I've heard is really cool. What, what did you think, Tom? Uh, whatever. It looks, it looks neat. Like, it looks really, you know, kind of visceral or whatever. I don't know. It was, 
literally just on mute. I mean, just uh, looking at pretty colors and, you know, some some viscera and whatever. So, yeah, I mean, I would argue that John Carpenter's The Thing is one of the greatest horror films ever made. So following it up has to be pretty difficult. I agree. I do agree. With that. Yeah. yeah. It's like how they kept making Terminator sequels. And it's like, guys, we can chill out on these. Right. Like <laughs> the first Terminator <laughs> is like them. Oh, do you really? Dude, I enjoyed the Terminator sequels, actually. I expected to hate them, but I also saw both of them blind. So I heard I the know. newest one with uh, uh, Amelia Clark in it is really good. Ooh. Like the, the yeah, very last one that, that came one. out. I forget what it was called. Uh, but I've heard a lot of really good things about it. I never even saw it. I, I, I The one with Christian Bale, I watched like half of it. And I was like, fuck this movie. And I just stopped. <laughs> oh, the, oh, I like the one, one with yeah. Patrick Bateman. Yeah, Patrick Bateman yeah, was, was the best a- Terminator. <laughs> Don't judge me. I thought it was pretty all right. But I mean, I was in a bad mood when I watched it. It was probably partially that. Like, I've definitely watched like really great films in a terrible mood and like thought they were shit, then rewatched them later. But like, oh, I'm an idiot. Like, um, that's definitely happened. But I was in like a shit mood when I watched it. So that might, that definitely affected my outlook on it. Right. (laughs) The one where Christian Bale famously had a uh, a meltdown uh, at at a man. Uh, Yeah. 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 So Christian Bale on that Terminator set, yelled at uh, Shane Hurlbut, who is a very famous DP, especially because Shane Hurlbut uh, has a thing called the Hurl Blog, which is a website you can subscribe to and learn a ton of shit about being a filmmaker from. And he's like a notoriously nice guy and like a guy who educates other filmmakers and like spends a lot of his time doing that. And that is the man that Christian Bale took a big shit out of. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, is Christian Bale was right. Uh, to be angry when that happened. But the other thing is, no matter how right you are, your approach can make you wrong. <laughs> True. Yeah, I'll agree yeah. with that, yeah. What was it over? What, what was what was the whole, uh, what was his feud all about? He got so, in his eyeline, right? Yeah, he, he, was, he was in a scene. Yeah. He was in a scene and uh, they probably, I'm guessing an AD was like, hey, we're running out of time. You need to go do this. We need to roll right now. And he probably quietly tried to adjust a light during the take right in Christian Bale's face. And Christian Bale is super method. So seeing a guy fucking fix a light when he's trying to have an emotional moment, uh, that probably took him completely out of it. And a lot of actors that are like on that caliber really have to work up to get to those emotional points. So like getting taken out of it means, hey, you just lost like an hour. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. 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 So he, he, he was right. But, but he should have just gone... Hey man, don't do that when I'm doing this. I need like 10 and I'll be back. Instead of berating the man for 15 minutes and asking him, he's a fucking <laughs> professional. Are you a fucking professional? There's a way to handle it. That's that's better than being a fucking asshole. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I, don't know. Um, I might have to side with Christian Bale on this one. I yeah. don't know though. I, I, it, would, I, it would basically be like in the middle of you doing a tattoo if I just slid a different drawing on top of your reference picture. <laughs> You know, it funnier has happened. I'll tell you that. So, <laughs> it would be like if if uh, if Scarface Tom came in and was talking to you while you were tattooing, and you're like, Scarface Tom, get the. F- oh, what? I thought I thought I thought you were talking about like my doppelganger who has like a <laughs> slick mustache, who's like in a top hat, who's just like. Oh, uh, looks like you're doing tattoos, you know, and it just looks like me, you know. So an episode ago, no. or two, maybe it was two episodes ago, we were trying to figure out who your Wario was, and it turns out that Tom's oh. Wario, it turns out that Tom's Wario is is Mr. Monopoly, <laughs> <laughs> which which I gotta say, 
checks out. Totally legit. Yeah, that yeah, it sense. totally checks out. Yeah, 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 yeah. Dandy Tom. <laughs> I hope people listen to this podcast the way that they watch Netflix, where they just do them all in a row, so that way this shit makes sense when we just carry over conversations from two weeks ago. <laughs> um, so I, I just recently rewatched. I just recently rewatched um, Romero's Day of the Dead, which I haven't seen in probably 15 years. Um, holy shit, is it great? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the one where they're in the uh, underground bunker, right? And uh, Bub's in it? Yeah, so I was actually, yeah, right yeah, 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 Bub. Yeah, Bub is amazing. So I was actually, like, kind of texting Josh while I was watching it, because I was like, you know, Romero's films all have, like, a really clear message in them, usually, you know? Like, there's mm-hmm. usually, like, like something that's below the surface that, like, sticks out, like, there's the mall, and consumerism's turning us into zombies, and Dawn of the Dead, you know, Night of the Living Dead, it's kind of got those undertones about, like, how we can't get along. And you see a black man fighting with this old crimogeny white man in this building. And, like, essentially, like, because this prick white guy can't learn to accept this other dude, like, the whole world kind of takes them when they should have easily been able to survive if they could just talk it out. And then you see all these, like, guys who look like fucking Nazis and racist pieces of shit, like, burning bodies at the end. So it kind of shows that, like, white supremacy narrative. So like he has all these cool shit, but day of the dead, when I watched it, it starts with this great jump scare and it ends with this great jump scare. And I was trying to figure out like what the meaning of it is. And I took a step back and through texting with Josh, I was like, Oh, the point of day of the dead is like the world is going to be terrible. And there's always going to be some inevitable, awful danger, but like all you can do is try to enjoy life. So like focus more on the things you like, and try to do those like things jumping. and spend less time focused on the things you don't because like it opens with this woman basically marking time on a calendar looking miserable in a bunker that ends with her marking time on a calendar looking miserable on a beautiful beach but in the background of the first of the ending spoiler alerts for day of the dead i guess you see the two people she's with having a great time in this beautiful place but she can't let go of like marking this time and like living in this uh misery of like being focused on the terrible shit around her she can't seem to like like go of that and just enjoy what life she has left so i don't know it's great and it's really fun and bub is great and then like the gore effects were great and the characters were fun and the jump scares worked and there's some really great zombie stuff time rambling forever there's also um no 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 because i liked it so much i kind of read up on it and i was like well you know why didn't he show more of the madness. And I said, I guess actually like Romero had created a, the original script was like, I don't know how much you guys remember day of the dead, but it opens with those beautiful shots of like a destroyed town in, in Florida. Right. You know? And like, you see all the zombies walking around like a crocodile. And then you see that for like maybe all of six minutes and then the rest of the movie happens in this underground bunker. Right. So the original script that he was supposed to have like six times his budget for started with this military operation with these scientists in Miami. And you would see like everything go to shit. And they would end up hiding out in this bunker, kind of distrusting each other and infighting until the same ending happened. But because of his lack really? of budget, his budget got cut so much. That's why they just have that one scene where they fly into this town in Florida and then they go back to the bunker for the rest of the movie. Interesting. Oh. No, I, I've never wow. heard that. That's cool. Yeah. And the, the thing yeah. is, is the movie's so fucking good still. Like, I didn't care that yeah. I lost out on yeah. this big, like, zombie war shit. And, I mean, I may not have liked the movie as much. I, I feel like I feel like Romero is one of those directors who, like, when he's limited, like he's even better because he's like got to figure out how to be clever within his world. So it all becomes about characters and script. I don't know. 
Well, Romero kind of said something famously that's always stuck with me over the years. Um, this interview that I listened to with him, he was kind of stating that he kind of likes not showing everything on screen. Like he doesn't really like to show death scenes because he thinks that like the imagination can carry off and go in places where he didn't feel like he could even express it as an art form. Like he just thought the imagination would just get darker than what he could make it on screen. I was like, Oh man, that's fucking brilliant. Yeah. That's super so good. Like a, a lot. Yeah. A lot of his scenes, like, like after he said it, I was like, Oh my God. Yeah. Cause I mean, the original night of the living dead and the remake are probably probably my favorite like monster movies of all time. So. Yeah, I'd say Night of the Living Dead is yeah. way up there for me. Night of the Living Dead is a, it's a fantastic yeah. film. Actually, I like every version of Night of the Living Dead pretty much. Like, I like the original Black and White, then I like Tom Savini's remake, and I really like... The yeah, that one's amazing. The Snyder one I really like. Oh, no, that's Dawn of the Dead. Oh, there's another. No, it's Dawn of the Dead. I'm wrong. But then I actually really oh, like okay. Dawn of the Dead. I, I like both versions of Dawn of the Dead a lot. People shit on the Snyder version. I just don't like the zombie baby Dude, scene, I but love- other than that, I love it. Yeah. Yeah, that one was that part sucked. But yeah, I love the remake of uh, Dawn of the Dead. That yeah, was that great. was great. I watched it. I've watched it a bunch of times. Also, there's a lot of Disturbed on the soundtrack, but that's, that's great. A lot of. Wow. <laughs> what? There, was, there was a Richard Cheese song. Very big fan of Richard Cheese. Oh, yeah. He's oh, yeah. covering oh, yeah. Disturbed, True. isn't it? He's, yeah, he's what covering that? Disturbed. Yeah. Isn't he covering yeah, Disturbed? Yeah. The funny yeah. thing about Disturbed is, is I've, talk, I've talked about this a million times with Josh, I think, is like, can you imagine them recording down with the sickness in the studio where, like, <laughs> the whole band's, yeah. like, playing at the record. The singer goes to the booth, he's like, hey, hey guys, I'm, I want to try something, okay? Let's can you start the song? I'm going to try something. this out. Oh, shit. I can make a whole documentary about the first time he did that. People are just like, I'm sorry, what are you doing? You know what's funny, dude? It's like we've all been in the studio before. Like when my singer was doing that, the rest of us would be like, what the fuck is that? What the fuck did you just do? By the way, by the way, I mean, I wonder if the uh, is copywritten. I'm just saying. uh, I'm sure it is. I mean, I got this. You want to put that? Well, that has to be the only ooh ever done in the, in recorded history that I can think of. I don't know. Jonathan Davis had a few like weird runs and that one oh, song. Oh, he did. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. The thing with ooh that is so funny to me is like that's not even the most embarrassing part of that particular song because there's the part in the second verse where he's just like, don't beat me, mom. Don't hit me Bang. anymore, mom. And he's like crying and talking about his mom beating him and like, to be clear, there's nothing funny about like parents abusing kids, but there is something really funny about a grown man like reenacting that. Uh, I, I guess I've never actually listened to a song. I'd love and to I'm go not. to the tape. I'd love to go to the tape. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm totally gonna listen to that song now. Oh, no, 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 don't worry. We're about to do it right now. I'm gonna regret it. It's about to go down right now. And here we go. <laughs> I wonder if I wonder if this is gonna get us in trouble with iTunes. Uh, yeah, dude, iTunes is not gonna let us play this. I mean, I, guess I, guess I just see this part. Oh my I just god! See this part. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> 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 oh, look at the part where he's crying. Look at the part where he's crying and yelling. 
Uh, this person doesn't have the part where he screams and yells at his mom. Hold on. <laughs> I believe you, Rob. I think we can. No, 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 no. I can't move past this. No, no, no. What you, what you cannot see, but what I can see, because Rob's sharing his screen with me, is the number of times he has searched disturbed. Oh, okay. Ooh, ah, ah, ah. Yeah, Get down yeah. with the sickness. <laughs> uh, as disturbed acapella came up. Here it comes. Oh man. We're still gonna get flagged. <laughs> oh my god. Jesus <laughs> Christ. <laughs> oh. Holy shit, man. This guy's out of control. Now that's what I would call wow, disturbing. Wow. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah, I had yeah, no I, idea. That is the most it, embarrassing part of that song. And the craziest part is you can hear him come when he finishes it. <laughs> well, it's crazy because it went on like six measures too long. I don't think he needs to be saying, he's throwing out a lot of bitches and horrors in there too that feel really unnecessary. Yeah, that was, <laughs> that was obnoxious. I would love to really ask good him songwriting. about it. Really good song writing. Uh, yeah, if you're if you're the singer of Disturbed, please write in at VHS Playback Podcast at gmail.com. We just want to know about Ua real bad. So Josh, I cut you off on this whole disturbed rant. I don't think you ever told us what your spooky thing was. Uh yeah. I, that's true. Uh uh I I finally watched The Exorcist, the original uh The Exorcist. Oh. Goodness. Wow! Yeah, great film. one of the greatest horror films ever made. Yeah, oh, I, for sure. There's something that was like, uh, just so like there was something that that there was like a power in the fact that when you're watching that film, everything is delivered in a way that's like it's straightforward and like it's actually happening and not played up with and just like, hey, you're looking at this and this is really happening. That was one of the things that I, I would have said as a praise of Hereditary as well is like there's a, a portion of Hereditary in which you see a headless body just flying and it's not played up in any way. You're just looking at it from like a stage play perspective of up, oh, oh, there it goes. And there's something so much more terrifying about that than there is about like if it would have made like a noise and like you see like the sting of the music and then you see somebody is like you see it as like a jump scare moment or they're mm -hmm. trying to scare you like no the the exorcist was like this is all actually happening and yes it is scary uh do with that what you will <laughs> no i agree josh i think the thing that's scary about the exorcism is that it seemed like it was real yeah well, and supposedly yeah. it is a true. Supposedly it is a true story, but the movie—I know what you're saying. The movie definitely did yeah, feel yeah. like I. So growing up, and I'm oh, sure yeah. Josh is going to touch on this. Growing up, we weren't allowed to watch it in my house because my mom yeah. was convinced that it would bring demons into the house. I believe she did throw the VHS copy out onto the lawn. I, yeah. I don't know if I was like and even cried and yelled at me. That. <laughs> yeah, she was like crying and yelling at me because I brought it into the house and she threw the tape onto the front lawn because I was going to invite demons into the house. Well, I mean, that seems reasonable, though. Which yeah. made the movie yeah, I mean, no, no, way no. scarier when I finally saw it, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> it, it also brings up yeah. a logistical problem of just how many demons there would be for a, a classic film uh, that had been in theaters all over the world as well as now on streaming services. 
Well, especially because uh, like Pazazu would be like the busiest demon of all times. Yeah. <laughs> you know what's interesting? Yeah. Something interesting that I, I know about that. Well, I don't know how true this is, but it's a story I've heard about the Exorcist. Is that the face, the subliminal face that they cut through the Exorcist face, was just a makeup test? Yeah, yeah. For what they wanted. Um, what's the girl's name in it? I can't remember. Josh. Uh, Reagan, I believe. Yeah, Reagan Linda Blair. Like, like Linda Blair, I think it was supposed to be like a thing that Linda they were going to do to Linda's Linda's face when they were filming it for like a couple of shots, and they were like, ah, it doesn't work. And then in the cutting, when they were editing it, they cut the makeup test in in subliminal frames because the director was really the idea of subliminally scaring you. There's also like pig noises that happen and stuff that are like really quiet under regular scenes when the demon's showing up or like before the demon gets there. And if you pay attention to it, when you watch, it, you can hear like terrifying sounds of like pigs getting killed and stuff like that that are just like under like family house scenes before anything weird happened whoa no yeah. dude that's so crazy i didn't know that about the, the film uh the makeup test that's super cool because that face is so scary when it pops up oh it's yeah. terrifying yeah it's fucking terrifying i was so afraid of that movie because of the way my mother handled it but, uh, <laughs> repossessed is really good too the uh the spoof they made off the exorcist um and uh, it, it was also seemed loopable. Oh, they have this gag where they go to the doctor and the, the it, you know, it's being Linda Blair plays Reagan as an adult, right? And oh, I forgot about like, repossessed. Think, and, and, so, and so the doctor's like, huh, you know, uh, it could be the flu. I had a few, I have a few, uh, a few cases of it coming today. And in the background, there's literally somebody with a dolly with boxes that say the flu, like walking <laughs> past them. And it's <laughs> hilarious. I mean, it's like, it's like prop comedy at its fucking finest. Plastic, like 100%. I, I swear, I, I want to. If I were to make a film, it would be it would be slapstick, one hundred percent. Oh, great! I mean, anyway. I love I miss all those old like, fucking hilarious um, like uh, oh my god I can't I can't think of the actor's name like the Naked Gun movies and all that. Leslie Nielsen, yeah. yeah, yeah. Leslie yeah. Nielsen films. I met Linda Blair like at a monster movie convention. Did you uh, really? You know, later on. Yeah, I mean, years ago, like twenty years ago. But like, I think the craziest thing was is that she was so incredibly nice and so smiley. I was like, I'm not scared by you. You're just like a really nice lady. <laughs> yeah, I remember. It was like such a juxtaposition. Later, after The Exorcist, she was in some 80s films, and I remember seeing those when I was a kid before I saw The Exorcist, and I definitely, like, momentarily had a crush on Linda Blair. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. I also, <laughs> met, I also met Gunnar Hansen before he died, the guy who played Leatherface. Oh, that's awesome. A, oh, wow. He was huge and just, like, the nicest, nicest guy. And he, had, he had, like, a big Santa Claus beard. I was like, oh, you're just, like, my cool uncle. Like, that. It's so weird. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, guys. Anyways, no, uh, real quick, I'm trying to make oh. this work. There it is. No, we did. Uh, <laughs> all right. So, anyway, this has been another episode of uh, VHS Playback, and I've been Rob Guzanon. I've been Cordelia Gray. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> I, have, I have been Tom Bestie. Uh, and I've been Josh Guzanon. Thank you guys for listening, and uh, we'll see you next time. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs>
Yay. I really thought you were coming back in with the wah. No, 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 no. That was it. I'm going to leave you guys with this right here. Oh, wow.